So welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us on week three of our um, remote radio and also week three of most people's um, lockdown. So it's good to be back. And I guess let's start with our kind of little check-in to see how everyone's doing. So just say who you are, how you're doing, how your week's been so we can all kind of hear who's there and just kind of check in. So Malcolm, do you want to start? Um, yeah, okay. Uh, I, in fact, I was going to do this um, in my bedroom today. Um, gonna, yes. I was going to uh, log in from my bedroom, um, but there was a major problem. I fell asleep. Yeah, that's the problem with doing things in your bedroom is it's too Absolutely. Tempting. Well, yeah, there are other problems in the bedroom, but I'll take yeah. the point. Um, um, my, my week has been much better than last week i guess um i've sort of sussed out a few things that uh fit in with my head really and and and, and the things that stressed me out or worried me i learned a few things um new things really uh to take care of myself and um i'm feeling apart from excessive boredom sometimes and and being uh, not liking not having to wake up in the morning and know I'm going to go and do something. Waking up and realizing actually it's pretty empty. Uh, I don't enjoy it. By the time I'm up and had a shower and, um, and bang my head against the wall, I'm sort of up and running. So this week has been much better for me. Okay, great. Donald, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, the, the, I knew this was inevitable that the Edinburgh Festival, which is both a passion, an annual passion, and a really, really good thing for my bank balance, got cancelled. And the, the show that I was meant to be doing in the spring at the Barbican in the summer, also in the same day, got cancelled. So I shed a few tears about that. Mainly, one little, little bout of tears was triggered by... The producer, the Taiwanese but UK-based producer of the Taiwan season that I do the PR for, she posted an image of an empty wine glass. Oh. And there was something about the simplicity and the ambiguity, because it was both empty and it was waiting to be filled with some wine that would ideally stifle the sadness. But, you know, that's, it's good to feel those things and then move on to whatever the next thing is. And Malcolm, you said you, um, you know, the, the waking up in the morning and, and uh, you know, the feeling of, of having no, you know, nothing to do or no goal necessarily. My, my yeah. real lifeline is the park across the road. It's, it is the highlight of the day. And I just adore, I've fallen in love with individual trees and ducks and all that stuff. So I do a little round of visits and, it's uh, it's how do you, how do you do that from your bed? No, no, no. Not, I go out. Just oh, when I'm out, I'm okay. No, it's waking up. It's waking up, and the first thought being, what normally it would be, I'm going to do something. I have an activity to take part in. Uh, but uh, but it's been no, there isn't an activity to take part in. Or maybe I'll wait till four o'clock when I've got. A, I'm going for a walk. Ah, look who's arrived. It's a beautiful woman, I think. Antonio, yes. yes, great, you're here. How are you doing? 
Okay, okay, yeah? okay, okay. Mm -hmm. How's your How's your week been? Mm, up till now, it's been good. Yes, it's been good. Um, had a, a bit of a sad news today that really, but I don't want to talk about that. It's okay. It's about a friend and, uh, um, yes, I think, I think I will just pass on that. Okay. Okay. All right. No problem. Um, Amar, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I would say a solid okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I was good out of the blocks the first week, but I think this week's been a little bit tougher. Uh, frustrations been building a little bit, I think purely because I realised what we're dealing with and the fact that it's, this is a long road and it's going to be yeah. weeks, weeks to months. But uh, my attitude was just to crack on and put together a timetable, just regress or, or revert back to how it was when I was at college. So you get up and you do some exercise in the morning, you'll read a little bit. I've been learning Spanish on, on the app, on the phone, in the morning, every day. I've uh, been doing running as well, and I hate running. Uh, I don't believe in running unless you're being chased or you're chasing <laughs> something. That's, that's, that's about it. Uh, I like it, Amir. I like it, yeah. But you know, it's must, it's must. So every day or every other day for about 30, 40 minutes, I'll go and hit the park, which is at the top of my lane. And yeah, just trying to mix it up. But there's only so far those things will get you. I feel as though I'm very much a person that needs to be, is convivial, it needs to be around other people, needs proper FaceTime, the old school FaceTime, not the one mm. you have through a screen. So yeah, yeah, I think that's the hardest thing to, to deal with at the moment. Yeah. I like that expression, old school FaceTime, Amir. <laughs> like that a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, did the digital people have tried to co-opt all the, all the nice, wholesome uh, <laughs> phrases like that. But I, that's, that's FaceTime to me. <laughs> that's a goodie. Yeah, absolutely. And as for the, as for the running, I use my imagination. That yeah. knocks me out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll try that one next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lawrence, um, we haven't seen you for the... So we've sort of been like touching base every week to see how everyone's dealing with each week as it comes so do you want to just tell us your kind of cycle up till up to now of dealing with this uh, new life new life yeah. um so i think this is the third week i've been in yeah. the house um and most of my work has, has sort of dried up so the days have become very long um I get I get up very early and me and my wife take the dog out for about two hours on the beach. Wow. Um, and then we get home pretty early, like 9am before people are, are sort of also out walking. Um, I've been doing a lot of decorating. I've painted much of the house um, and I'm planting a lot of seeds ready to spend the summer growing vegetables. Um, which has been very a very peaceful activity um, and we've been eating we've been cooking to kind of stimulate our, our minds and I've been going out once a week to volunteer somewhere as well so I'm doing all right but like was just said it's slowly dawning on me that this is going to be quite a long thing so um, <laughs> I'm running out of walls to paint basically well you can always just to decide on some new st colours and start again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, Lawrence. Lawrence, just take my address. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing stopping people swapping houses, right? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Jill, Gillian, how are you doing? Hello, I'm I'm Jill. I'm fine. I I'm fine. I'm I, I'm fine. I am fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did have a couple of sad moments where I realised we're we're in for the long haul. But I think I'm a very clever person because inside that I'm sometimes raging, but I've trained my spirit to just cool down, stop that. There's nothing you can do. You can't go out and help the world. You have to stay in. And um, so I now have lots to do. I, have, I read a book, which was an achievement for a long time. I read a book, joined a reading group on a vid oh, on Twitter. Okay. Which book is your uh, reading group book? No, it wasn't, it wasn't devised by them. It was coming with your book you're reading. Okay. And after a while, I realised, oh, this is a club. I'm just the outsider. I'm fine. I have every right to be here. So the book I was reading was Queenie by Candice Carty-Williams. Oh, that's supposed to be great. Yeah, a young girl and all that she's going through. A young woman, rather. Going through as she's growing up and using language that I can understand. Talking in colloquial. And uh, it's just it was just a nail biting. I, why am I reading this? Go to the next page. That's why you're reading this. So that's great. And I've joined other video conferencing um, outfits simply to stay in touch with the world community. Yeah. I don't want to be shut off totally. And um, yeah, pretending that I'm doing exercises, not. And uh, looking at the exercises, green goddess. That's about my level. <laughs> sits down and does arm movements. That me. But I would, I can add on something that I have lived remotely and isolated before. So I believe I'm trained. I lived on a remote Scottish island. I didn't see people for ages sometimes. We'd be snowed in. So it's, uh, you know, it's using your own internal resources and practicing that. Calm down. Calm. That's how you stop crying and laughing now. It's your vents. Right. So, yeah, Gillian, what, what was the name of the author of the book you're reading? Queenie by Candy Carty Williams. Okay. Gillian, what island in Scotland? Westry, one of the satellite Orkney Islands. Okay. Population of 470. Wow. So mm. really remote. Oh, absolutely. Mm. This, was, this was before um, the ball band was even known as a thing. In fact, there was a job there, and I went, went to the job, and they said, must be able to use electronic whatever. Well, that is. It was email. Silly me. But they'd already chosen their son to do the job anyway. So I, I kept a, a, a photo journal of that experience, and that was a book one day, obviously. Well, that's a good way to pass the time, putting all together all of that stuff, surely. Surely would be, eh? But thousands of kids are doing the same. You wait till after this. I know. <laughs> We're going to be inundated with people's personal memoirs that we really don't care about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've already got the angst poem. <laughs> There's lots of music coming out as well. Some interesting... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Susan, do you want to just touch base? Tell us how your week's been. Um, I'm sorry I'm hearing you. I look such a fright. Um, I, I was planning to go out every day for a short walk but I'm really not able to go out unescorted but uh, on one day I managed to go out just for 20 minutes just for 
once round the pond on Clapton Common and back in. Uh, but uh, I haven't been very well since. And um, I should be on antibiotics, but the chemist didn't have any stock. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm on this field thing where you have to stay in seven days. So that, that's how I am at the moment. Uh, but two people today have offered to do shopping for me, which is amazing. You know, but and it was my my somebody who works in my hairdresser, of all things, oh. that I've got much hair for her to deal with. <laughs> but she phoned, and um, her manicurist offered to do shopping for me because I spoke to her once, and she lives in the next village to where my ancestors come from. Where's that? Lengraf in Poland, but I don't know where. And um, I, I'm, I'm realizing that a lot of people at this time who are offering help may just be helping themselves because they have a guilty conscience about something. For instance, this young lady was supposed to get in touch with me to discuss Van Graaf and photographs and things like this. Um, better late than never. How, how nice to have your hairdressing. Mm. But I'm surprised that they're open. That, that's the weird thing. Are they open, your, your hairdressers? Yeah. You said that's she and round when she finishes work, her boyfriend will come and uh, and help. But I, I I engage my brain and find an easier way for it for it to happen. I'll email her the shopping list because she's right by Morrison Supermarket, and she can trust me for possible lending to her. Mm. Um, but I I have always felt isolated. 90% of my life so now I, I, I'm feeling a lot better not that it's sounding that um, because other people are in the same situation hmm. but I think it's the positive thing is that you're you know you're finding the energy to come and like talk to people because I think when when you're feeling particularly isolated the, the kind of it's easy just to retreat even more so I think going online and seeing faces is, is important and there, there's an organization done very much for me in the past yeah um mental health arm of Jewish care called Jamie and they've been running a program every week similar to this Great. Malcolm, did you wanted to ask Susan something? Susan, yeah, I was just going to mention that, um, uh, coincidentally, you're talking about uh, Poland. My mother um, was brought over from Poland by her mother when she was a baby. And so my grandmother uh, was Polish uh, in Lwów in Poland. So we probably have that in common. Um, but actually, talking about the... Um, uh, the, the, the last week and, and just now slightly about the, 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 the Jewish thing. Um, the, the, one of the, 
the nastiest things I've come across this week. Um, and in fact, I've come across some lovely things, but one of the really nasty things, I, I don't know if anyone here has, um, has uh, seen it or, or online, but there, a synagogue had been online mm. doing a similar thing to us on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, just getting together and praying. And, um, and then uh, various racists then joined the conversation and starting throwing out racist, um, racist stuff. Uh, that was pretty depressing, actually, I found. Um, uh, not necessarily just because of the isolated incident. The fact is that if that's still around um, now, uh, and um, in, in conjunction with uh, the sort of um, uh, negative feelings I've had in the last three years about certain political parties, when our generation, uh, for most of us, not all Jews, but for most Jews, would have voted for a particular political party, um, and suddenly, certainly myself, and I suspect many other Jews, for the first time in their life, have started doubting the very political party that they voted for their whole lives, purely and simply because of the resur resurgence of anti-Semitism. And I think uh, many Jews probably have that to deal with as well at this present time, I think. Mm. I just throw that in the mix. <laughs> we'll, we'll just finish the introductions and we'll, we'll sure. come back to that because I think there's an interesting point there. Um, Leona, do you want to just tell us how your week's been? Yeah, sure. Um, oh, so this week has been almost full on, really, because um, for those that don't know on the call, I'm in community radio, so it's been non-stop getting public information out and, you know, doing all the programs and all that kind of stuff. And um, I've been on a few more Zoom webinars now for all sorts of different topics. Last week was the first one that I did, which was with all of you guys. So um, it's interesting now that that's how we're all communicating with each other. And one of them on Wednesday that I sat in on, unbeknownst to me, was going to be um, the start of a bitter reality for me. And that was um, one with 340 people that are in the TV, film and radio production industry. And so really what the conversation was about, as many of you will know, is what will happen to us and how we're going to financially survive. Because honestly, I couldn't wrap my head around what you do if you're self-employed or have a limited company or PAYE and what can you access. And so on Friday, I got a call from um, one of my managers at the station and my contract's now ended. So that was yesterday. So I anticipated that was coming. And so it's almost like we've been running on the treadmill so hard for the last two weeks while all this stuff's been going and now that's come to a grinding halt so I think it, it was almost strange like you're expecting something I was expecting it I took it all in and then I was almost like oh, okay right that's it I've sort of lost my job in that kind of sense and I kept saying that to myself the afternoon oh, I've lost my job okay fine but then I realized this morning when I had a chance to reflect on it oh it's sort of a new reality for me because I've almost really now lost a sense of purpose so what I've been doing for so long, you know, now what do I do to fill that void? So that's kind of where I'm at. And like Malcolm, I sort of said to myself when we went into lockdown, what, two, three weeks ago, that every week I would at least try and learn or try something new every week, a few things, one to three things. So I've still kept doing that. I've still kept going for a walk every morning. My family does. We go for 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Um, so that's been good. But yeah, it's it's definitely, the tide's definitely turned in the last week since I spoke to you all, that's for sure. Thanks, Leona. Um, I think that brings us nicely to the topic, actually. Um, so 
little bit controversial, but I think that's the point of these uh, conversations um, is to kind of explore some topics that people are thinking about and not necessarily voicing or voicing them in the kind of social media way that isn't always that useful. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I've been thinking about this idea of, yes, of course, we need to make sure that people are safe. And yes, of course, um, physical health is really important. But the consequences of that are, you know, there's a lot going on with people's mental health and isolation and the kind of, you know, the, I guess, the repercussions of what's happening now. So is the balance of this kind of protection of our physical health, is the balance enough for it to be so detrimental to so many people on the kind of mental health level? I'm throwing it out there. Let's see. Let's see where we where we go. Are there any kind of initial thoughts about that to start with? I, I think I said it, but I, I, I'll, I'll try and say it more succinctly. Uh, because I'm used to being isolated, um, didn't like it. Um, felt terribly lonely. Li living in a, a, a flat, sheltered accommodation but you don't see anybody or talk to anybody. But now everybody is on lockdown and they're now experiencing what I have most of my life and it's making me feel better. Hmm. Am I a bad person? I don't think so. I don't know if it's... You can kind of be so black and white, it's bad or good. I think, you know, it's it's an it's a valid feeling right at, at last people are understanding what you've been going through for a long time and they can empathize more perhaps with you possibly could i just say what what malcolm was speaking about um they announced the new labor leader i don't know if it, i think it was today yeah. I, I caught part of his um speech and it was uh, quite a lot about anti-Semitism and he was using phrases like we're going to drag it out of being and stuff like that. Um, he sounded very, very sincere. Uh, let's hope he follows through. Hmm. So um, any other kind of thoughts about this? balance idea you won't know the uh, the essence of it of this until it finishes mm. that has been on my mind and i'm glad that you brought it up about mental health i never thought i would find myself in this position i empathize with uh, uh, susan because it has this situation has made me uh, my mind to be concentrated that there are loads of people who used to be like that who couldn't go out through no fault of theirs and it makes me to be more uh, attuned to their to their needs it, because I can't go out I went to the door I wanted to go to the park in front of me and I had to go back because the fear that came mm -hmm. you know about going out I never felt like that before so yes, the, the, the issue of mental health is going to be so paramount and so in the forefront after this.
not only people losing their job, people who have not, you know, uh, find themselves in this sort of position and now how they are going to go out. It's like learning again. Uh, you know, somebody came to my door to, to encourage me and to give me support. One of us, I was so glad to even speak to somebody at the door, you know, and uh, it, that chaired me no end. But that was me, yes, girl. I, I that was me, girl. You can me. mention me, girl. You know that. As long as yeah. you say wonderful things, you can talk about me endlessly. <laughs> I don't care. Come on, tell them. Tell them what happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he cheered me up. We, we spoke at length for a few minutes, and that really, really made me to feel much better. It lifted my spirit. Yes, mental health is, uh, is an issue that I don't think it will go away after this uh, time that we're in. It's going to be in the forefront and much more so because it's been something that people just put in the closet. They don't talk about it because they feel that, you know, how people will going to, uh, you know, take it and whether they will be judgmental or something like that. It's not because it can happen to anybody. I don't think I will have, I will be feeling like this. I feel helpless, mm. you know, I feel, I feel, but, you know, and what is keeping me is what is being put in me that, you know, there is a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel. It, this one shall pass. It shall pass. And we, we, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping for the resilience that is in, in, in human beings, that we will bounce back, but don't let us, fool ourselves that there will be some people who will not be able to bounce back. Mm. You know, it, they will not be able to bounce back and, and go on. So we have to be sensitive and to, to be ready as, is, uh, as community, as nation to, to help because this is not, coronavirus is one thing. The aftermath of it is going to go for a long, long time. Yeah. So we have to be thinking, uh, you know, of this, how we are going to uh, even exercise. I, I walk every day. I almost walk to everywhere I want to go, except if it's a long place and I will take a bus. I gave up my car because I, I did it. I don't think that is economical, but I have got a bus back. But now on the, on the telly, I could see a program called the name of this young man is Joe, and he's talking about the seniors, and it's, it's a, you know, device, a, 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 a program, an exercise program for 20 minutes, 10 minutes. You do it one in the morning and in the evening, and that really helped me, you know. But when I said I didn't want to say anything before, maybe now I, I feel a little, I've had people sharing, my friend, she lives next road to me. Her daughter is a doctor. She's been suffering from a, a cancer and she passed away today. That's why I was a bit, you know, a, 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 a pensive when we started. But please don't let us, and I couldn't go out to see her. She mm. just lived in power, next road to me. I cannot go out. She's by herself. And she's 70 something years of age like me. So. I'm, I'm thinking of her, that in this time of, 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 of sadness and grief, nobody 
is there to help her. No, yeah. Not that they, can, they don't want to help her, but it's impossible to go. She said to me, don't come, you know, uh, I'm all right. But you could, you could, how could you be when you just lost, you know, she was a doctor and she couldn't even save herself, you know. So we have to really, we, we were here put together and, and we are to interact and to, to care about each other. That is, we should show love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Gillian, yes. Um, thank you, Antonia. You're What's um, interesting is that all um, things to help our mental health have always been there. Things are in the community for us, things are devised for everybody. It's just that now we're enclosed and so we rely on online or other the online services, or televisual services. I want to make the point that after this coronavirus, after it, the government will not be bothered so much about our mental health. They'll be looking for a physically active workforce. Yeah. Mm, so that mm. mental health will come bottom of the list. But mm. we are resilient and we will be resilient and we will use what we know is out there, was out there before the lockdown and will always be there because people always want to share their life affirming skills, etc. But I'm I'm just very fearful of the fact that the government who's been pushing money out for everything, will suddenly not be interested in mental health. They'll yes. leave it up to the big society. And they'll just be I looking for that you. strong, active, physical, strong workforce, which will mm -hmm. be so decimated anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just going to your point, Antonio, I, d I think we can't ignore um, the consequences of people not being able to grieve properly for, yes. for people that... Are dying at the moment because not being able to go you know of dying of anything i'm not just mm. you know whatever the, the you know reason is for somebody's death but not being able to attend a funeral not being able to be at someone's uh you know bedside or whatever and i think it's very difficult to know what that will what the consequences being, that will be yes, on, on, yes. on people's well-being yes yeah they've been the most heartbreaking stories for me yeah yeah for sure having been in the position before a couple of times that, yeah, people not being able to say goodbye, mm -hmm. being separated by glass, uh, you know, those kinds of things is you never want to be in that position, uh, but people are going through it at the moment. Yeah. Donald, go ahead. I get a lot of my news and, uh, you know, social virtual social stuff through Twitter and uh, the preponderance of it is either a, a Photos of you know dead movie stars or politics, uh, which is a nice uh, balance. Uh, but there were three tweets from people who said, uh, and I wrote them down because I knew we were meeting, and there was I just thought it would be, it, it I, I wanted to to share this, share their sharing. And somebody said, my mom died last night trying to hold it together today, uh, bloody hard and self isolation. Somebody, my lovely dad died. I don't know what to feel right now. Somebody else talked about their brother and, and said, I feel a bit bad for sharing this, but I just had to say something. I hope you all understand. Yes, yes. And I read those and I wasn't sure how to immediately respond that wouldn't sound, because I don't know these people, but I, underst I do understand what they're going through. You know, we've all mm -hmm. experienced grief. 
I didn't have an immediate response because I didn't want to just do cliches or platitudes. Mm -hmm. Emoticons. <laughs> but but I thought about it and and uh, you know the, I because I wrote down their names I went back and at least to a couple of them you know I I just rather than say I'm sorry or my condolences or something mm. I just you know I, I wrote to the guy uh, uh, whose brother died you know I you know don't feel bad I understand you know that kind of thing it, mm. it was sort of a not the cliches of condolence but mm. the I get it as a fellow human being. Yes, yes. I, I know. So, and, and I'm not saying I, I didn't do that. Well, I did it because I wanted to do something that might be a little bit helpful. And maybe that is Ooh. me. And I give myself a pat on the back, but that's not really what it was about. I just was, I was feeling the pain there, the virtual yes. pain. And, yes. and didn't know, had my own confusion about their confusions and uncertainties and just wanted to reach out and say, as others have done, because I, you know, it, there were already thanks for thanks for all your good wishes and stuff but I, I needed to do my little bit only connect right yes connection and fancy putting on twitter that's quite a sign of the times isn't it? people do people do very yeah. true oh yeah i use twitter for my comic really there's so many <laughs> fun things on twitter there are. um susan you want to say something all, all this situation is putting the thought in my mind that all those people who would never do menial jobs, I, I, I mean the indigenous population, they wouldn't be baristas, they wouldn't do this, they wouldn't do that. And we had to rely on people coming in from Europe and everywhere, and especially fruit pickers. I wonder how they're going to feel when this is all over. I sincerely hope they will have had a rude awakening mm -hmm. and realised that they need to do their bit as well. Antonia? I don't think they will find it difficult because that's what I was saying last week about, uh, you know, when Jamie uh, shared about... Uh, Ian Hillsop talking to his, his mother and saying, how did, you know, you survived it? You see, fruit pickers in the, in, in, during the Second World War, it, it's the land girls that were doing all that. They were picking the fruits and they were doing, people will do it. it, it when it comes, the, the push come to the shop, they will have to do it. They will have to do it. I think it's given us a new impetus to know that you know, what we have taken for granted, we can do it ourselves. We, you know, I, I, I'm really optimistic about, about people coming out, you know, even if they don't want to, the government is going to make them to do it, you know, because they are saying, we cannot afford to be keeping anybody just sitting down and not doing anything. So it's an awakening for people who are able to, you cannot say, I'm not going to do this because it's beyond me or it's beneath me. You know, everybody has to pull, pull together and do what they can. And the spirit of what happened during the war is not dead. It will come back. People will, 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 will get up and do what they have to do. I wish I am not, I wish I'm 20 years of age again. 
because the opportunity you see, you always look through any adversity you look for the opportunities of doing something positive at, at the end of it Gillian. Uh, just carrying on from antonio um uh, thinking about how the government and its spokespeople put out about the wonderful community spirit going on in uk at the moment as if they invented it no that community spirit was there all the time yeah, exactly. and inside people yeah. there is goodness and there is a reaching out yes it hasn't gone. i'm just saying that, you know they can't own that because that's within yeah. with us. We, we are community minded of course there are wicked people society but i'm very optimistic that we can get through as a community um malcolm you were going to say something a while ago <laughs> yes but it's far too heavy so i'm going to forget it uh, but, okay. uh, but i'd like to pick up on um um, what Antonio started off saying earlier uh, in relation to her and me, and I want to be specific about it and, and, and tell you, it was this. Yeah, oh yes, Antonio, you don't get away with it that easily. Antonio, Antonio phoned me um, at some point um, uh, just for a chat. Uh, this is the first time that Antonio had, had phoned me. I think you, Lucia, gave her my phone number. Um, and it was clear why she was phoning me, purely and simply, to make contact it seemed to me um and it sounded great to me and that was really cool because i don't make phone calls even when i'm isolated i keep it to a minimum i don't particularly enjoy making phone calls but having someone phone me is a, is a different proposition for me and it was antonia um and we had a really nice chat but it became quite clear in my head that well it reminded me of something and that is what i need often is um uh, both during this a virus episode and otherwise i often need very very little things um i i, I live my life with very, on very little things i don't own uh, very much um and even with people someone putting their hand on my hand um is a very um is a very deep thing for me i don't need more than that that does an amazing amount for me it's the sort of thing I wouldn't mind having someone do when I'm about to die, if they just put their hand on my hand. It means an awful lot for me. Um, and it, she got me thinking. We didn't talk about the subject. It was just her phone call and how I felt about something that was going on within her. And it was to do with contact. And I knew I wasn't going to phone her back. But I wanted to do the equivalent of putting my hand on her hand. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't think of anything. And then I thought of something. I thought of the obvious. I go for a walk um, most days, or had, um, at a particular time, to a park. And it's where Antonio lives, basically. I, have, I can walk down any one of many roads. Um, so I rang Antonio when I was going to go for my walk, and I was going to walk down her road. Um, I didn't let her answer. I had to actually ring and, 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 and hang up. I think it was four or five times until the penny dropped and Antonia realized it was me. And yeah. she phoned me back. And I told her, hey, listen, I'm just about to walk down your road. Um, do you want to look out the window? Tell me what number you live at. And we'll have a chat. And by the time I thought I was doing this for Antonia. By the time I got there and she opened her window with her head sticking out, <laughs> looking like she's looking now, and that is lovely, I certainly then realised I was doing that for me as well as for Antonia. Mm. So 
so for a couple of days after that, I would phone her. Uh, I couldn't hear her because my hearing's bad. Told her to gently, told her to, oh, no, I think I was trying to persuade her to get up, go out for a walk. Um, but then realized, no, 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 I understand. She's given me the right reasons why she doesn't want to, and we must all do our own thing, what is good for ourselves. Anyway, she came down from the window, came to the front door so I could hear her better. We had a conversation. I went to the park, and that was lovely. And yes. whenever I go out, if I'm going that way rather than the opposite way, the chances are I'll continue doing that and give her a phone call and we'll have a quick chat, whether it's two seconds or two minutes, um, every so often. And I think it probably did us both a lot of good, even though I think she talks a load of bloody rubbish. Oh! <laughs> oh! <Doesn't> matter, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, come back on that. <laughs> okay, Pauline. All right, hello everybody. Well, everybody knows me. Mocha? Yes, darling, I'm listening. Why don't you pass my doorway? Ah, I've got, got some yeah. jealousy now. Hmm. No, don't hang up for the window. You come right in. You come right into my yard. You see how we chat within that thing, right? I'm Pauline, fresh. It, it means I have to pass too many people to get to you, girl. I listen to everyone's story, right? I listen to yeah. everybody. I've got glasses on my face. There's no windows in the glasses. It's just feel old, you see? No reason. <laughs> 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 what I was going to say, I listen to everyone's story and I hear what everybody's got to say about everything what's going on, about isolation, can't go nowhere, very frightened and very scared, right? Well, I want to show everybody that it's not a time to be scared. We've got to listen to the, um, the government regulation and rules, and we cannot get to anyone to, to speak with, right? But I can assure you that you can be from your own happiness. I know it's gonna be very difficult for us, for some people, not for some, for some people, right? But the majority of people that can form their own because this, the majority of people which in town, they've got so much contact till they even get tired in the home. They even get tired in their own home, right? Because when you've got a lot of contacts from year in and year out and year in and year out, these kind of people, like one of them, like myself, right? I've no time to be isolated. We've got to stay in as government order, right? Government plant. But when you've got like several things to do year in and year out all the time, with some people, it's like it is like a holiday for them. Because some people, they go, wow, oh my God, I'm really getting some time off now. With them now, they don't see no isolated, they don't say nothing like that at all because they've been concentrating with their mind because that mind is so delicate and that mind needed to relax. So when they're ready to go back again, when the system is open and we're going to go back again, back outside or wherever we've got to go, you've got a strong and a sturdy mind. But there's people, they've got less to do, right? And some people are some, all they can see in front of them, right, 
oh my God, what else left to do? What else mm. left to do? What this, the, because all they do is in irritating their own mind and what they're doing, they're upsetting their own inner peace, right? Because that inner peace where they had should be sharing and speak kind words and be able to communicate with others all over the years. They haven't done so. So they feel no lonely, they feel shy, and they feel paranoid, and they feel scared. I but, think that's a really good point you're making, Pauline, that, you know, it's about where you're at mentally, you know, so for people who have been very kind of switched on and there's been a lot going on, they're kind of seeing this as a way to kind of maybe be in, more in touch with themselves. So it's the kind of attitude that you're taking. It's a really hard thing to do, but I agree with you that some people are kind of taking stock and using this as a moment just to, you know, push the outside world out and refresh yeah exactly if you can do that and you push the anxieties out and all the constant kind of flow of news and all this kind of thing and you just are at peace with yourself and just take it as a time to really take stock it could be a really positive thing for some people but it's hard to do that when you've got this kind of constant barrage and even if you do switch the news off and yeah. switch off your uh, social media feeds and you've got all your friends and family constantly as well. Lawrence, we haven't heard from you for a while. I was going to say that Sister Pete's point is, is kind of interesting because mm. it, in some ways, like, this is a really good way to, if you can do it, to manage your own headspace. And, mm -hmm. you know, I am, I am decorating partly because it needs doing, but also because it's quite peaceful. And yeah. there's been a few moments that as well as being worried about how long this is going to go on for and worrying about family and friends and things, there's been a couple of moments when I found myself worrying about being back in the real world and mm. worrying about being in a situation where work is like super intense all of a sudden. Mm. And I was talking to someone this morning on the phone who, who was sort of saying that he feels like he needs at least two weeks warning so he can kind of mentally prepare himself and edge back, back up yeah. so it just doesn't come as a shock. There's been a few moments of that, you know. It's lovely not having people email you at the weekend and stuff at the moment and all of that, but society, like you were saying, is going to want more from us when we do return. And we kind of have to, as well as trying to insulate ourselves now and help other people and everything, we also need to be mindful that we have to be like ready to connect back in I, I guess it's a bit like uh, uh what you're describing Lawrence. a bit a bit like a dangerous obstacle course and when you get when we get to the end certainly people that are working have to go back the other way again mm. so you, you, you it's not it, it isn't an end for people that are working in families at all uh, they've got um they've got to struggle to get back to where they were in the first place which is going to take time imagine being a you know nhs or a carer or you know, there isn't even an end for those people. There's not a break yeah. now. No, and there's I, not no, an end. I agree. No. Crazy. Absolutely. No. Uh, I mean, the only profession that's going to do very well out of this are going to be therapists. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, my, my, can I say something? My, yeah, my, my niece is a, is a staff nurse and he said the trauma, especially for young people who have just qualified as nurses or, or, or doctors and they're just coming in and they're completely submerged to this yeah. situation. He said he, she can, you know, uh, 
see how fearful they are and she yeah. has to be telling them you know just do your best and and she's thinking of what the impact that is going to have on them after this 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 is finished is over because it either it can it can make somebody or break somebody to yeah. say i don't want to be in this profession or well i've seen the worst of it, it you know it can only get better so you know people in their day are thinking as well i i don't know how they are holding it the only thing i can do for my niece is to just keep on praying that you know uh, she will be safe and she will be all right and she will do the best for the people that she's caring for you know it's a it's a it's a trying time but then we just have to focus and 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 to do what we can to keep safe yeah pauline yes well as um antonia say that she's got she's got some niece and she's got some doctors as well right Doctors no different from the healthcare, healthcare carer or whatever, because some some doctors I work with them, they work with they're doing they've got some of them want to do care because when you do that kind of job you get a lot of experience. Now I've got a young niece now as Auntie and you said she lives in the Midlands right she's a pharmacist in the hospital that's what she does. Now she's going to do, she's given up her time and her children and she's going to do the, from today until tomorrow morning. And then she comes home and sleep on a Sunday and then she's going to go back again Sunday night. There's loads of people like herself giving up their time, their home, their family, their friends and that to go in and help these people in the hospital. I don't know if I answer a little bit of um, Antonia, um, message what she just said just a minute ago and malcolm i still want you <laughs> <laughs> well somebody's got to say look look lucia somebody's got to make some happiness come on man we you were doing very good job something sad sad we've got to lighten up everybody else and i'm the person going to do so because you've got to ask somebody in the midst to bring out the brings out that beauty out of people like us. You know what? Regardless of what's happening all the time now, we went through worse than some of us. <laughs> Thanks, Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of um, time, so I just want to... Um, we didn't... We, we sort of gone... As, as these conversations often do, they kind of meander and go where they want to go. So let's just go and kind of final thoughts or things that you haven't you wanted to express and haven't been able to yet. Um, I'll start with you, Donald, and I'm going in the order of my screen. So, so I guess uh, you know, as I've I've become, I, I'm getting more in touch with my grumpy old man uh, self, and and there is there is an increasing streak of misanthropy mis in me. But don't anybody take that personally, because I'm still I care about a lot of people, but. I guess I just thought I would throw that in because I'm, I'm thinking about how to balance everything and allow myself to feel sad and happy and joyous and motivated and unmotivated and all those things and, and connected with the news, but then I can shut it off and forget about it. And, and I've got this list of things I need to do or people I, I want to contact, which is one of the good 
uh, one of the positives of this, although sometimes I find it overwhelming, just to know that that people I know are okay, and I still do, despite my misanthropy, care about strangers as well. Uh, and I'm also thinking about how how not in control we are of so many things. So what can I be in control of in my own life? That's what I'm I'm working with most of all because I I do think that. Things are never going to, I mean, every day is never going to be the same. But after this, the way society functions is going to change. It's changed forever already. And I think that's potentially frightening. It's also potentially exciting. It is what it is. So I'm just thinking about this, this what I call the new world order and how, how we all fit into it. So I don't have any answers, but th that, that's the stuff that's rattling around in the back of my mind. Thanks. Um, Susan, are you okay to speak? I'm actually speechless. <laughs> That's a novelty. <laughs> Let, let's just say I wish everybody, you and yours well. And Thank you. Um, Thank you. look forward to speaking next week, please. Great. Thank you. And take care of yourself. Amar, do you want to um, say yeah, yeah, um, I thoughts, don't know, I for the, thoughts for the day? Yeah, maybe just picking up on a few threads from different yeah. conversations. I think we, I fundamentally believe in, in the human spirit, I suppose, and, and the resilience within each of us. I think that ultimately is what is going to get us through. It's certainly not going to be uh, a government or, or a policy. Uh, someone said earlier, I think we've had to do a lot of the heavy lifting and a lot of the picking up some of the deficiencies in what we're seeing in society in terms of provisions ourselves all the mm. mutual aid groups that have been springing up here there and everywhere it's just amazing to see uh, and I think that ultimately is what is going to get us through I think to in, on an individualist uh, standpoint I just think my attitude is to try and enjoy things that I like to do but not necessarily so many of them at once I tend to do a lot of things at once, whether it's trying to uh, put a, a radio show together, listen to this, read that, uh, learn about this. Just it's too much stuff. So I think right now, like today is supposed to be slow art day. So the point of slow art day is that you look in, at one thing and you just appreciate it and you try and see things you haven't seen before. Uh, and that's something I'm trying to take into other aspects of, of my life. Because uh, we have time, you know, we have time, we have the opportunity to, to reflect a little bit more, more than we have done before. Uh, and I think that ultimately is going to stand us in, in good stead. So I'm trying to use the time wisely and I hope everybody else can do the same. But obviously there are... Do, other you, do you live on your own? I have a housemate. Oh, you have a housemate? Uh, yeah, who's a good friend of mine who we've known for each other for many, many years. But yeah, the other thing I'm trying to do is just make more phone calls because I don't like to talk on the phone that much. Mm. I've always been one to organise face-to-face meetings through texts and WhatsApp and what have you. But yeah. obviously... We can't do that. It's not an option at the moment. So I'm just ringing people up who I haven't necessarily spoken to enough with before. And yeah, get, getting, getting used to it. Uh, Gillian? Uh, um, I'll finish by going back to Donald saying that um, we've been told what to do so much that what can we actually control ourselves? I do get angry and say, how dare people tell me to stay in? Of course, I know it's for the big good. But uh, yes, yeah, homing down and, okay, what can I be in control of? Otherwise, it's very 1984. Mm. Thank you, Donald. Is that where you're ending? We're on 1984. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Antonia. Big brother is definitely watching us. <laughs> 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 
well, I, I haven't got much to add to it that uh, I'm just looking forward to next week. Uh, I'm a bit, you know, pensive today. I wish everybody well, you know, and I, I, I enjoyed this, this platform is, is giving me, you know, hope. I have hope and I continue to connect. Thank you. Malcolm. Uh, yeah, um, my, my, my thought is, is that if we're, um, if we're living through a sort of big brother time, and this time is a time of equality, we should be looking at it as a big brother and sister time. Hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is really, I, other two very quick things. I think some of the things that Amir was just talking about, I, I, I think is a great attitude, a great attitude. And I think uh, many of... Um, Many people like me could learn from it, things that Amir said. Leona, do you want to say uh, any final thoughts or words? Yeah, I guess just coming back to your original question, prioritising physical health over mental health and what are the consequences of it. Um, I don't think I've completely prioritised my physical health, but one thing I've found that's become a real routine, and it's really simple, it's just that daily morning walk that we do. I mean, prior to all of this happening, I used to try and jam in going to the gym and it was such a um, like reluctance around it. Oh, I've got to go and do this to keep fit kind of thing because I know that has a good knock-on effect. But now it's almost the reverse of that. Like I prioritise actually being able to go outside and have a walk and move around. So that's been, I don't know, a funny sort of flip in my own personal behaviour. So... I mean, it's like what someone said, I think it was Gillian, you know, the reality is when we do return back to whatever the world looks like, you know, it will be a stronger active workforce that is going to be needed. But then also, what is that going to look like mentally? I mean, that's the bigger question. I mean, you know, someone told me a long time ago that there's like three triangles in life. I think it's something like um, your work or your career, your finances and your family. And if any of those two points are off kilter, it can be a really difficult sort of set of circumstances to be in. So I don't know. I think for me, just that simplicity of being able to go outside and it's funny if you're almost privileged to be able to go outside. It's something that we've just so taken for granted, being able to move about so freely. And it's especially for me being Australian, we have open access to beaches. So my default is always to go for a swim so now you know we we can't go to the gym we can't go for a swim we're being told that we can only go for this one daily walk i don't know that that's kind of where i'm at in terms of the physical and mental um yeah i would never say you'll be balanced in that front but just that kind of pendulum how it's swinging for me yeah right thank you um lawrence any final words thoughts i think i'd just like to thank everybody um for all of their thoughts today i've found it really really warming uh, to be able to spend this time with you so thank you thank you for joining us it's been great to see you susan sorry have you remembered what you wanted to say i i haven't but i wanted to say something else and i've forgotten what that is but <laughs> what i would like to say is lawrence can we please see your dog next time for I, sure I, yes please thank you that would be great okay great we're gonna end there have a wonderful week look after yourselves and um let's check in again next saturday thank you very thank much you, thank you. Bye -bye. Have a good cheers way. everyone bye 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 bye